Are you a professional woman who wants to create passive income streams and financial freedom through real estate investing? Join us here on Real Estate Investor Goddesses, hosted by Monique Alm. Listen to women who are rocking it in real estate investments as they share their stories of success, failures, and best advice in real estate investing. Start creating real wealth through real estate. Tune in today. Here's your host, real estate investor, syndicator, and developer, Monique Holm. Welcome to the Real Estate Investor Goddesses podcast. I'm your host, Monique Holm. On this show, I interview incredible, badass real estate investing goddesses, women that are crushing it in the real estate game. And my guest today is certainly no exception. I am super excited to have with us Monica Sawyer, who in, a, in addition to having, like me, a name that derives from Monique that's spelled <laughs> uniquely, <laughs> um, she is also, like, I, I feel like she's a soul sister. She also has a heart to help women in real estate. And uh, I'm so excited to, to be talking with her and to, and to share her with you. She, she calls herself a blissful millionaire, which I love. And she reached her financial freedom by turning $10,000 to over $2 million working only five to 10 hours per month with very little stress. She's now on a mission to help as many other women as she can to do the same. Yes, we are soul sisters. Um, and she hosts one of the top rated podcasts and radio shows, Real Estate Investing for Women, and has interviewed prestigious guests such as Lisa Gibbons, Dr. Joe Vitale, Hal Elrod. And I'm very excited to count myself as one of those prestigious <laughs> guests too. <laughs> she she's been featured on stages with Suzanne Summers, Martha Stewart, Ice T and Coco, places like the Nasdaq Marketplace, Harvard, Carnegie Hall, and on TV, on NBC, CBS, ABC, Fox, reaching over 150 million people. She is badass. She's amazing. I'm so excited to have her with us. Welcome, Monica. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I loved our conversation on my show, so I just can't wait to, to chat again. It's so good to be here. Yeah, likewise, likewise. So I'm, I'm serious. Like, I definitely, like, this is, you're our soul sister. I'm so excited to. I'm, I'm so with you. Gotten to get, like, gotten to get to know you and, you know, just to be able to call you friend. So, um, you know, as I was sharing, you started with only like $10,000 and became $2 million, which is awesome. So how did you get started in real estate investing? Okay, so I'm going to tell you my story, which starts with my parents. Who came, to, <laughs> who came to the United States as immigrants, newly married with just $200 in their pocket. And they had heard that the way to wealth in the United States was to buy real estate. So when they had me, I was their first child with their hearts full of joy and hope and excitement. They decided they were going to start buying real estate. So they saved all of their monies and their monies, all their nickels and dimes. And when I was three years old, they bought their first property. So fast forward 15 years. And they paid for my college education with real estate. They did the awesome. same for my two sisters. Then they paid for our weddings. Now imagine they came here with $200 in their pocket. Look at what they did, right? So then when I graduated from college, it was during a recession. I couldn't find work and I was like freaked out, scared. I wanted financial independence. Like I was one of those women that I was like, I need to be able to take care of myself. So I remember sitting with my dad one day and just telling him about all my fears. And I had seen his struggle with real estate. So many of the ladies who are listening, you've heard the stories, right? Like toilets, tenants, mortgages, you know, the nightmares, right? And so I'd seen my dad 
going through a lot of stress. And so I didn't want that for myself. So I was not at all interested in real estate. So my dad, we're sitting at the kitchen table one night and he said something to me that changed my life forever. What he said was, Monique, everybody has stress, everybody has fear, and everybody has money issues. Do you want poor people money issues or do you want rich people money issues? Well, can you imagine what I chose? (laughs) It was a complete paradigm shift, right? Because I thought, well, rich people don't have money issues. Well, actually, I'd seen my dad stressed out, right? So my whole mind shifted in that moment. And so I decided I was going to get into real estate. My husband and I, so I made that decision. It didn't happen for a little while, but I kind of started to hustle and learn and whatever. My husband and I, just before we got married, uh, made an offer on a house. And right after we got married, we closed on it. And what we did was we asked everybody for money for a wedding. We came up with $10,000. So we put 5% down on our very first home, which was $10,000. And that's how I started. So from there, we waited for it to appreciate. We took the equity out, bought the next place, kept that as a rental. And we went from there. So that's how we started, just $10,000. And just over the years, slowly, easily, blissfully, without too much pressure, it's turned into multiple millions. It's been pretty amazing. That is awesome. So good. You know, I am also first-generation American. My parents came here with a little money from Haiti. Unfortunately, they did not get the memo. What's <laughs> the <laughs> way to build wealth? They got the memo that you should go to college and get a good job, like a doctor, lawyer, professor, engineer. So unfortunately, I did not get that memo. Well, I'm actually, mine did the problem. same. Th- yeah, my, I, yeah, my parents actually gave me the same memo. So it was like, what you do is you go to college, become a doctor, lawyer, engineer, right? <laughs> and then you bust your butt, so high side hustling with this real estate thing. And I was like, I am so not there, right? <laughs> like, like I did the whole college thing like you, right? Like you became a lawyer. I, be- I went to business school at UC Berkeley, but like you, no thanks. I prefer that other way, right? Yeah. Oh, so good. All right. So you, you, you built it up. Like what are you currently investing in? I do executive homes. So, so here, <laughs> here's the thing. I wanted everything to be blissful. And one of the things about being blissful is you want to make sure that you're doing business with people you love doing business with, right? Your tenants are your business partners. They are not just people that are out there paying your mortgage. They are your business partners. They will determine how blissful your business is. They were the biggest stress in my my dad's life, right? Um, They were calling him at two o'clock in the morning. They were screaming at him, not paying their rent. You know, there was all sorts of stuff. My tenants don't do that. So even in the beginning, when I had a starter home, I had starter executives, (laughs) like people that had college educations and they wanted to become execs, right? Um, And then as I've grown, now I deal with not starter executives, people that are VPs and CEOs and all of that stuff. And they do not want a landlord breathing down their neck. So that's like how I've made it so blissful. They take care of the properties. They have a high standard of how they're going to live. And I just don't have to do a lot except saying, saying, hey, how you doing every six months, you know? Amazing. That's yeah. so great. Are they, so they're, are they long-term tenants that, are, that happen to be executives or are they short-term so executive tenants? This is just weirdness. They're long-term. Most of my tenants stay for seven to 10 years. Okay. Why would you make half a million dollars a year in rent? Why? But they do. Because they come here oh. on a contract 
and they keep thinking they're going to get to move home. They don't want to invest in the crazy prices of, in California, right? And so they don't invest. And I'm, it makes me crazy, but it's really good for my business. <laughs> because I'm like talking to the wives, like, why are you not buying? Like, do a lease option, do something, right? No, they won't do it. So, you know, I do know some people. I had some mentors, Aaron, right, that are real estate investors, own hundreds of millions of dollars worth of real estate, and we're renting because they didn't want to put their money into a liability, right? The rich dad, poor dad, the Kiyosaki yeah, method, totally or like the home you with. live in is a liability. So they were putting their, you know, they were renting because it was, and then using the money to invest in rental properties. Yeah. So they were buying properties. They just were renting their house, which I, I found interesting. And, uh, you know, a lot of people think that you have to buy your own home and that that's the first step and it doesn't have to be. Well, it doesn't have to be, but it's a lot easier than buying rental properties. You put a lot less down, you can get into the market, you start getting appreciation immediately. So whatever, there's, I actually really disagree with, with Robert Kiyosaki, like the super famous guy, right? He's so much it's, richer than me and I'm disagreeing with me. But, but, okay, but, let's, let's, go, let's go deep. I will just I'm say, like, I'm, I, I'm, all, I'm all about the Kiyosaki method. So tell, like, tell, like, I, I really want to, tell me why you disagree. So, so, so I will just say, he said that and I stopped reading. So I don't know that much about his methods. <laughs> But I will say this, when you're making a decision to buy real estate, you have to have money, time, resources, right? And if you're going to pay rent anyway, so your money is always already going to rent. If you can pay the same amount and get into property that's going to appreciate, I don't believe that's a liability. You're paying rent anyways. You might as well have control over your life. You're not going to get kicked out of your rental, right? But the other thing is, it's so much easier to get into a primary residence, we paid, you can pay three and a half percent down, get into real estate, it appreciates, and now you can leverage that to buy an entire empire. Why would you wait instead to have to come up with 20%, 25% down, 35%, unless you're doing other things? I mean, there are many other strategies, right? Yeah. But the single most intuitive strategy is own your home, leverage it, buy something else, buy something else, buy something else. It's what people have been doing since the beginning of time. It's an intuitive way. It's a way to get started and you're going to be paying rent anyways. So why not have it be paying to yourself rather than somebody else so you have control over your own life? So that's kind of how I think about it, right? Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I know Robert's going to be like, really? Let's have a chat. <laughs> I hope. Fair enough, fair enough. I mean, I, I still, um, yeah, I still believe in like making things like buy investing in things that put money back into your pocket. But I, I started by buying my house, but I bought a house and I hacked, I house hacked. That's right. So, and totally. You know, I agree with that. And then I, you know, so I was able, I was able to get in and then, you know, my tenants and then shared, shared my space. So my tenants were paying my mortgage in my rent. So, you know, uh, so that, that's a, that's a way to do it too. But, you know, I, I think that with a lot of, people, they think they have to buy their house first and then they're, they put their money in and then they're not really thinking down the line That's true. to then to go, go and invest. They just, they, all they get is the memo to buy your house, mm-hmm. period. And I'm um, with you on that. And that, and that is not a good strategy for most exactly. people. Yeah. So, all right. So good. <laughs> all right. So I want to ask you a question that I ask all my guests and 
and I think, and I ask this because we learn so much more when things don't go right (laughs) than what they do. Mm -hmm. So what was your biggest mistake and what did you learn from it? I bought my dream home in 2008 and it was a million dollars and we closed and within three months we lost $500,000 and I thought I was going to (laughs) die. And I mean, I say that as I laugh, that was a very nervous giggle because wow, that was a horrible, horrible time. Um, But one of the things that I learned from that is, first of all, I'm so much stronger than I think I am. Um, I hope this doesn't sound like a brag, but I'm a lot smarter than I think I am too, because the I'm all about brags, by the way. Right? <laughs> brags are good. So please brag away. Yeah. <laughs> because well, you know, I'm all about bliss, right? Strategies on how to keep emotional. Let me actually define that so your pe- your people don't just think that I'm like doped up or whatever they think about when they hear the word bliss. So bliss to me is really about emotional mastery and emotional resilience. It's about living in a place of joy and contentment, right? So as I was freaking out like everybody else around me, I could have made the same choice as everybody else made, right? I'm underwater, sell the place, give it back to the bank, file for bankruptcy, foreclosure, whatever. There's a lot of people that had to make those decisions. There's a lot of people that didn't have to make those decisions and made those decisions anyways. And as I looked around and saw what was going on, I made a different decision. We couldn't afford our house anymore because my husband lost his job. So instead of doing that thing that would have been so much more easy, we rented it out. We'd rent out my my dream home, (laughs) which broke my heart. And we moved into a place we could afford, which was a complete dump. But we bought another place. We fixed it up. I had like $15,000 to clean up this dump. We did it. And I just kind of went on with my life. But then now fast forward like nine years after that, the dump appreciated $500,000. My dream home recovered and appreciated another thousand or $500,000. So by keep, kind of keeping my head, I made a million dollars through that. So what I learned was I know what I'm doing. Trust myself. Trust my gut. When I buy a place, make sure it's a property that I feel like I can keep and will hold its value or at least recover, right? And to stick to my guns, to not like freak out, not watch what's going out there in the world and let it impact my own decisions, right? Like, obviously we need to be aware. We need to be watching. I mean, don't be, don't be like, I'm always right. It's not like that. It's more like you, in times of fear, use my mind, not my emotions, right? That's so good. So now we find ourselves in another situation turning point <laughs> economy, let's say that. Um, doing anything differently right now no nope, I'm doing the same thing so fortunately my husband is has not lost his job and my business is doing just fine so we're not in that same situation we're watching the market I mean there's a there's a lot going on our stock portfolio dropped quite a lot um, but our real estate portfolio hasn't dropped a lot we'll see in the next few months kind of what happens yeah. but I believe in my properties. I'm going to hold on to them. I'm going to allow my tenants to stay as long as they're going to stay. Um, now, years later, we have a really nice nest egg. So if they can't pay rent, like there's rent moratoriums right now, right? Yeah. If, we can't, if they can't pay rent, I can cover them and negotiate with them. We're in a good place. Um, so we're just going to do the same thing. We've got a lot more houses, you know, so there's a lot more possibility of things going wrong. But I've been here before, I feel like, and I, and I trusted myself then, and I'm going to trust myself now. I love that. 
Monica, what are you most proud of? I'm proud of that story. Like I just, I feel like through the years, I learned a lot and discovered kind of what I'm made of when the uh, stuff hit the fan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I'll hit the fan. <laughs> but, um, and, I, and I'm proud of the way that I reacted then. I'm proud of the way that I'm reacting now. I mean, you discover who you are in the deepest challenges of your life. And I'm loving what I'm discovering about me and my husband, you know, like together we are just a wow team. I love that. Yeah. So what do you attribute your success? Determination, um, patience, and a belief in myself, like a willingness to learn and a belief in myself and then just sticking with it. Like, you know, I could have just sold those places. And then when they didn't recover in two years, I could have sold those places, right? But no, I had patience with myself and with my investments. So yeah. stick it with it, not giving up on myself. Beautiful. What advice do you have for a woman who's just starting out in this field? Get in. <laughs> like, just do the thing, right? Because we can think about it. We can prepare for it. We can learn. We can do so much stuff and not do anything. You have to take action. So watch the market. A good time is coming. We don't exactly oh, yeah. know where it is, right? <laughs> um, but we will see some correction. And you, even if you don't catch the bottom, it doesn't matter. As long as you're in for the long haul. And what I mean by that is like 10 years, you're going to be fine. So do your research on your market and get in. Because nothing happens until you take that first step. Such good advice. And what do you wish you'd known at the beginning that you now know? Always hold property. Do not sell anything. <laughs> <laughs> Something should be sold. I'm going to agree with that. I'm about the dog. I'm so happy to but, <laughs> but, but when you do single family homes in the California market, in the Silicon Valley, Los Angeles, or certain markets, right? Yeah. yeah. You get in. I mean, so I feel cool. so, so silly. Like we had this house that we spent $10,000 on. I had my very first renters in there. It was a complete nightmare. I had the full experience that my dad had, right? Because that was what was modeled for me. I was like, I'm never doing this again. Sold it. It's not worth $2 million. Shoot. (laughs) 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 There could have been providing cash flow, you know? So for me, I mean, it also depends on what you're doing, right? But for me, because I was doing single family homes in a particular market, that was the thing that I wish I had really paid attention to. And like, yeah, in the Bay Area, that's that's good. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's not true for everybody, but that was the thing. Yeah. Not not all markets are like that. Not all markets will appreciate that way. Not all markets are will do that. But that, if you can afford to get in, it's quite a high high bar bar to enter. But if you can afford to get in, then. Those, those have been historically appreciating a lot. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. So before we get into our famed end of show trinity, which is the brag, gratitude, and desire, how can people reach you? So just go it? to blissfulinvestor.com. And I have a little gift for your ladies there, your goddesses, <laughs> 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 which is my path. Like how I started with that $10,000 
what I did, what happened when I bought in 2001 and 2008 at the, tw- at the top of the market, like what my journey was and how I turned it into the multiple millions with very little stress. So if they're interested in kind of going on that journey with me and hopefully picking up some ideas for themselves, they can just get that at blissfulinvestor.com. Awesome. All right. So it's time for our trinity. So what is one thing you are celebrating right now? What's your brag? So I, I hope nobody takes offense to this, but boy, I am loving the quarantine. <laughs> you brag so- the quarantine. <laughs> I'm loving being at home. I'm loving not traveling and just loving all of that stuff. And for my podcast, which is Real Estate Investing for Women, I'm loving having all the conversations, right? I'm loving meeting all these amazing women. I'm just loving what this is making possible for me. So that's my brag. (laughs) Well bragged. And what is one thing you're grateful for? I'm grateful that I love being at home with my husband. (laughs) Like so many people are struggling with this and I just feel so much gratitude that I'm loving having him home because it could be a completely different experience if I didn't. That's so good. I was feeling that gratitude too. I was like, I am so grateful that I love the people I'm home with right now. I my know. hubby and my kids. I'm so grateful for that. <laughs> Beautiful. And what is one thing you desire? Can be a real estate desire or any, any other desire in life? For my podcast, I'm feeling like that's my passion, right? It's called Real Estate Investing for Women because I want to reach more women like you, right? So my desire is for my audience to grow like exponentially. And that's kind of what I'm working on right now during this quarantine is to really grow that audience so that I can reach more ears and empower more women to take the steps to empower their lives and create financial freedom for themselves. Mm, Beautiful. Well, so shall your desire be or so much better than you can imagine. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for coming on. This was so fun today. Another great conversation with you. Loved it. And so you guys can reach Monica at blissfulinvestor.com and find out, get more details about how, you know, learn how she made 10,000 into 2 million plus and and how you can too. And you can find me at reigoddesses.com, at reigoddesses on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, on, on all the things. And yeah, reach out, reach out to me as well. And you can, you can join also our investor club there. So click on investor club and get access to our investing opportunities that we have for you. All right. So join us next week for another amazing real estate investor goddess interview. Bye-bye. You have just listened to another episode of Real Estate Investor Goddesses, a show dedicated to sharing stories of women creating real wealth through real estate. If you found value on what you just heard, feel free to share with your friends. Visit us at reigoddesses.com to learn more about our programs and live events, as well as to access other resources. Until next time.